Hi guys, I'm Raquel. And I'm Ashley. And together we are Dead Set Dead Dags. Dead Dags. <laughs> oh, yuck. Come on. No, I said, do you want it? You're disgusting. Hello, people. On today's episode, we are going to break down the term positive body image. We are so lucky to have two very special guests joining us today to answer some questions around dealing with our changing body. Enjoy. Hi, Dals. How are you going? I'm all right, Dal. How are you? Oh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll tell everyone that it's actually Christmas Eve today when we are recording mm. this. So why are we doing this on Christmas Eve? <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> and so stressed when everyone listens to this um you know I, I hope that you had an amazing Christmas um after, yeah I I am like really excited for Christmas but I'm also very excited for it to be over yeah I know it's all the <laughs> cooking and cleaning yeah and it's just a busy time everyone's mm. so busy um but how how's your week been look it's been really stressful as every episode we've talked about my wedding and it's two weeks away and the Rona has just fucking hit again mm. so that's really stressful and especially two weeks after Christmas it was always going to be stressful anyway so um we've had a few moments but you know what at the moment I got on my diffuser I've got all the lavender all the vibes the ambience is good because I cannot have any more mental breakdown so I'm good I'm good now oh, good. I'm really excited to do this episode because I think we're both really passionate about this in different ways and Let's just get going, I reckon. Yeah, I want to get into it because I feel, and and going off that leading into Christmas, this is a really important topic. And I hope when people listen back on this, they reflect how they dealt with this um, because we're going to be talking about body image today, um, positive body image, dealing with our body changing, um, all, all of the things. And I feel like Christmas and holiday time in general is a time when this really gets stirred up because you get nervous that you may put on some weight and that your family are going to pick at it or, you know, just in general, when we, when we gain weight or when we, um, when we're going through a patch where we're feeling uncomfortable because of other people's opinions, we don't even Mm -hmm. care ourselves at times, but um, I'm so excited to talk about this. This is my jam. This is my thing. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get going. So I guess, Rax, I'll ask you first, uh, what do you, if you had to define your own body image Mm. status, where are you at? Um, For me, I think I am in the middle of being like, fuck this, I am who I am, I'm going to do what I want. But then I'm also at that stage where I do go out of my way to really watch what I eat. Um, and I do go to the gym often and I probably go to the gym for not the best reasons. Like I go to the gym to make sure I am losing calories during the day. But oh, so you, so yes. would you, would you say that your healthy eating and your diet up uh, your exercise regime, is that for health or is that for weight? Look, I'm going to be really honest because we're all about the honesty on the podcast. Yeah, 100%. it's a bit of both. Like I yeah, really yeah. value, I really value health, and I think we we're talking about this a few weeks ago. I've always been really sporty. I was in every sport at school. I was always really fit. Um, I still play competitive netball to this day, and I will never stop until my knees let me um, <laughs> force you force me to stop. Um, so I've got a bit of that. I need to stay healthy and exercise and keep my heart rate at that competitive level. But I also do really fixate on how I look in pictures. Okay. Okay. That's, that's really interesting. So just disclaimer. So I am six foot tall. I've always been quite a broad girl. So I wouldn't say, you know, I've been through patches in my life where I've been bigger and I've been smaller, but I've always had a stance where I was, quite broad. Um, and that comes from my height. So for me, every time I'd look at a picture of myself, I, even if I wasn't bigger, I would feel bigger. And that was Mm. coming from me because, you know, you know, when we take pictures, when we were younger, Ash, you're five foot, nothing. Yeah. (laughs) 
so you I know, know how tall I am <laughs> but you know I would always stand over yeah mm. so for me I've had that complex growing up and I've had to kind of deal with that a little bit also I am quite heavier than people would assume I am so you know being six foot tall I can be that extra 10 kilos heavier than anyone else and everyone be like yeah oh, but you're so little but it's like no I still hold a lot of weight and that's not good for your health as well mm. so it, it, there's a lot to take in for me, but I think we've talked about this privately before, especially coming up to my wedding. I have been very, very um, inappropriate with the way that I've been eating. So I've been starving myself, thousand calories a day, going to the gym five days a week. And that's not okay. Like that's not normal. And it's kind of that, there's kind of that talk with myself around, I know this is not normal, but I don't care. I just want to get to the wedding. You know, like, you know, I know in myself that's not sustainable, but I keep doing it because I want to get to that point. And as everyone would know from our first episode about the ambulance being called about me, about my weight gain. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it is really, really difficult for me to pinpoint where I am, if that makes sense, because mm. you would know me too. Like, I am very confident. I'm very confident in myself. I will talk to anyone. I'll do whatever. I don't think my body image holds me back, but it does affect my mental health. So mm. at the moment, I don't let it get in the way of me doing what I need to do or what I want to do. You know, I see some girls who are dieting who don't go out to dinner with their friends because they're dieting. I don't do that, but it's still unhealthy. Like I can't be doing that to my body. So I'm really excited for this episode too, because I think that I can kind of you know, get into the mind frame of being comfortable with myself, but being true to myself around, you know, I want to keep myself fit. So that's where I'm at. That's probably really a long-winded answer for everyone right now. No, it's not. You covered so many things that I want to talk about because you obviously are leading up to a big event and you might not necessarily always do this kind of behavior, but you are, you, you are pretty, um, you've got a dress that you've got to fit into. So it's, you know, there's a, it's a different, I feel like it is a a different story. Although I think I've mentioned that I, uh, I did, I did not care about that because my dress was like, you know, boho tree of life, 100 buckaroonies. Like (laughs) I didn't really care, but I know you're in a different position and no one judges you for that. But I do want to talk about the um, kind of the ideas that that stirs up because people, I feel like people think that you, you okay. You said that your um your diet and exercise was a mix of both health and weight, which mm-hmm. I think is I think is okay if it doesn't become controlling with that weight idea. Um, and I want to talk about that because like I've put on since I've met my husband four years ago, I think I've put on about forty kilos. Yeah, right. um, and I'm really open with saying that because like. I went through, I'll talk a little bit about my journey, but I went through a stage where I came out of a very long-term relationship and I was like, okay, I'm going to reinvent myself. And that means losing weight. And Mm. I lost 30 kilos for what? Like I was trying to do this, you know, so I could be this single girl who go out and pick up and it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. Um, And I regret that I, not that I regret that I did that because I think it was a really important learning curve, but I really want to talk about what that's taught me. Um, So I think like healthy eating and exercise is so good for you. I don't think body positivity is saying just never exercise and just eat, you know, junk all day long. No, it's not really about that, but it is about if you go a while without exercising or you go a while without you know uh watching what you eat really carefully like who cares like I'm I'm very much a person who I'll move my body when I want to so Mm -hmm. some weeks I'll do it every day because I want to Mm -hmm. some weeks I'll go six weeks without doing it because I've been really busy at work and I don't want to push myself blah 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 so I feel like Body positivity is not being like, don't exercise, don't do that, just love your body. I really feel like we need to rein it in and be like, you have to look after yourself. Yeah, absolutely. But you also have to be happy within your own body because Mm. it's the only one we have. This is our body for life. This is our vehicle. This is our house. Yeah. You know, like we need to 
We really need to love it. Um, and and what, I've got, sorry, go. Uh, and what do you think? I want to roll. You got to roll, roll. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Cause I'm really glad you said that because like, I am like all for bo- body positivity. And it's, I think it's really important to bring up now around us being our biggest critics than everyone else, because I will look, um, I look at body positive pages and I follow them on Instagram and everything like that. I have a mix, I have a mix of fitness, I have a mix of body positivity. And I look at girls who are curvaceous and beautiful and they wear these clothes and I'm like, fuck me, girl, you look good. You do you and I am for it. I'm like, you go for life, you do it. And I'll go out and try and buy something the same. I'm like, I'm going to do that too. Fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> and then I'll put it on and I'll be like, Ugh. like mm. I'm like, why is this like, and it gets me a little bit like, I've got a bit of goosebumps because it gets me a little bit upset because it's like, why do I think this? It's even last weekend I had um, one of my really good friend's birthdays and we got a picture together and I put on this skirt. And I was like, oh, my God, this skirt looks amazing. I bought it last year and it didn't really do up yet and it done up. And I was like, oh, my God, I look so good. I'm in. And I got a picture and we got the picture back. And I was like, no. And I almost didn't post it because I was like, no, I'm not into that. And I was like, no, Raquel, stop being a dickhead. Like, that's your good friend. That's a good moment. Social media for me is about, you know, connecting with my friends and family and acknowledging, you know, your friends and and the people that are close to you. I was like, why would I not post this picture? Like, so like reeling it all in, it's about us, Mm. you know, and I think, you know, the media plays a part and there are some dickheads out there who, and some trolls who will troll people for the way they look, but I think today we really touch on us and how we perceive ourselves because, you know, if I showed you that photo, I damn well know you'd be like, oh, my God, you look so good. Look at you. Like, you would. But I didn't think that. So it's just super interesting, like, when when we'll talk about this today because I wonder, like, did you go through that as well or do you still have those thoughts sometimes when you look at a photo and you're like, ugh, no. Okay, so I have, I've just quickly written down two things you said because I don't want to forget. I wrote down um, about the confidence thing. So seeing people on Instagram and, and they're being like, I'm, I look so hot today, like I love this. Confidence is huge. And do you know what? There was a big shift in my marriage a few months ago where I was constantly dressing, you know, to, to flatter the weight that I'd put on. I was constantly mm. like trying to hide it. Anyway, one day I had a really good chat with Glenn. I was actually really proud of him because he said to me, he's like, why are you covering yourself up so much lately? And blah, blah, blah. Like he was, he was, he, he called me out on it. Mm. And I was like, oh, I like, you know, I'm just worried you're not going to be attracted to me anymore. And he was just like in shock, you know, at that idea. And he's like, I love seeing your body. Don't hide it from me. And so the next day I wore, you know, this beautiful outfit and I, I changed the way I walk. I changed the way, changed the way I mm-hmm. carried myself. Not because like, it was just, I was having a moment, I think. Mm-hmm. I was having a moment. And for him to like stop and be like, you look amazing today, but more importantly, your confidence is bouncing mm-hmm. off the walls, which is so sexy. I was like. there we go (laughs) that was huge for me that was huge for me because even though I've been on this body positivity journey for you know a few years now that was the first time he had been like that is sexy and I was like oh okay okay (laughs) that was really cool so I just feel like the confidence thing is something you have to learn. It doesn't just happen. You can't just turn it on. It's got to be something you work on. Yeah. And there might be a time, like, and you have good days and bad days. So some days mm. you might be confident AF and then other days you're like, nope. And so I feel like it's a personal journey and you shouldn't put pressure on yourself or feel bad or a failure if you're not feeling confident. You just got to practice self-love and practice that. Um, then I also wrote down, how you said I considered not posting the photo. Oh my God. We all do this. I, I hope people listening, you know, can relate to this because I feel like it's so important to name. I want to name and shame this behavior because there's been so many photos that I've been in that I've been like, 
oh my arm looks quite big in that yes oh yes oh my god just take a moment when you think that to be like who the fuck cares and and do you know what's like for me as well if we're we're on this let's pick apart what we do with photos for a second because I feel like people will relate to this for me my like I have really high cheekbones and where my face like when I smile and I have like a wide set face here we go we're just okay, doing like I've about known ourselves. you for I know, so long I do. and I have never thought that but I know this is like this is about like you and like how you perceive and every time I smile even when I was at my thinnest like and the unhealthiness thinnest, thinnest of my life I would smile and I'd be like oh my face looks fat I was like, that's the structure of my face. <laughs> like, I can't, like, it's like, <laughs> like, I was like, and I still do it. I look at this one, I'm like, she's a bit round. And I was like, that's just the structure. Like, stop it. Like, yeah. it's so hard. And again, you, you're your biggest critic. Like, anybody, 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 oh, I can't get my words out today. Anything anyone says to you isn't going to change that. You have to change that. I work with a really good friend who um, is beautiful and we're the same. We will go through stages where we count calories and we, we're at work and we talk about things. And she is very thin, but she's, she's quite muscular, muscular, she's fit, she's healthy. And I think on top of this, when people comment on weight, she's clearly not overweight and she does eat really well, but people shame her for that. I think it's really important today we talk about that other side that people who do choose to live a healthy lifestyle and eat well and exercise do get shamed as well. And when I talk to her, she feels bad when she's at the lunch table and everyone's like, Oh, have a chocolate. And she's like, no, thank you. Because she's just eaten well. And Mm. she feels shame for that sometimes. So I think it's on both ends as well. We get this aspect of what is normal. I think that's really important today to talk about like, for me, there is no normal, but I have been in the trap before where I've tried to be normal, bunny ears. Mm. But I don't even know what that is. You know what I'm saying? And isn't it interesting that comments from others can feel that? Like I saw, I just screenshot this really good post I saw on Instagram last night. It um it was titled Compliments That Don't Involve Appearance. Because I feel like yes. when we see, when we see friends, when we see people, we always start with you look beautiful, mm-hmm. you look blah, or if they've lost weight, why is the first thing we say to them, you look so good? Mm. Why is that Why is that something we say? So I found this and I love it. There's seven points, seven, you know, seven compliments that don't involve appearance. One, you are so deadly. Two, your energy that. is contagious. <laughs> Three, I love spending time with you. Four, that was really brave of you. Five, you have an amazing laugh. Six, I love the way your mind works. Seven, I admire the work you do. Why don't we say stuff like that more often? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I definitely agree because I'm the same. Every time I see one of my friends, I'm like, oh, you're looking nice today. Like, good for you. Oh, I really like that dress. Like, it's, it's about you and how you feel. And I think that we need to slowly change that culture around that because you're right. Saying and, those- sorry. And I think what you just said is so dangerous because you could say that. So you could greet two people and you could say mm. to them, oh my God, you look wonderful. Oh my God. You're so skinny now. Rah, 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 I love that dress. Then you could look at the other person and say, oh my God, hi, how are you? If that second person is having a bad body image day and they've just heard you say something to someone about their appearance and not to them that could really trigger an emotion with Mm. them um and you know just little things like that I think we've got to be so mindful about how we speak about each other but also how we speak about our own bodies I put on my story a few weeks ago on Instagram that I had had a conversation with a girl who had been like I'm not eating lunch today because I'm trying to um lose weight before the holidays because I want to look good in a bikini (laughs) my headphones just fell off because I just got so angry I was immensely triggered by that for so many reasons because a you do not have to be skinny to look good in a bikini anybody is a bikini body and b you're saying this to a group of people who are sitting there and enjoying their beautiful lunch and kind of making them feel bad like 
it was just she didn't mean it. She's such a lovely person and I'm not attacking her, but I'm attacking the culture yeah. that we think it's okay to say that. Like we've, sure. we've trained ourselves to be like, no, I'm not eating because I want to look good in a bikini. Like, what the And you know what? And I've been guilty of being that person. Like I will never look, disclaimer, I will never skip a meal. I love food. Like food is my life. And I think it's really contradictive when I say this when around when I diet, I diet hard, but I never skip a meal because I can't not. Like I love food. I will go out of my way to eat lower calorie food so I can have more food. Like I love food. <laughs> like it's so like, and there's a why, like it's such a contradictive, like when I am trying to lose weight. But I've been at the lunch table at work before and we have a great cafe at the place I work and they have the best hot chips. Oh God, oh. delicious chicken salt, like the best. And they've been like, Raquel, do you want some chips? And I have just outly said, with not, my not intention to make anyone feel bad, said, oh no, I can't. I got something on the weekend, got a tight dress to fit into. And I would just say that without even realizing. And then afterwards, I do tend to think it's like, oh, people have said that to me with someone who's been smaller to me. And then I've second guessed myself as well. Like I, it's the flow on effect. When mm. heaps smaller people say that in front of me, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> put, down, put down the chip. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, th- those flow-on comments I think we have to be more aware of. And, again, it's not ta- attacking the person. It's attacking no. the culture yeah. and around how we think because why do we think this way? Like, you know, I think with us, like, we're in that generation. We're, like, the in-between generation where we didn't grow up with social media and the media being intense as much as the younger people have we've had the Mm. best of both worlds we got to grow up as kids being kids and like yes we'd read dolly mag and girl mag and (laughs) k-zone and whatever but like it wasn't as bad i believe then than it is now but yet we're still in we still are talking about this now and we've both had struggles with it you know and i was talking to a girl at work who's like a 10 years older than us so she's in her 40s And she said to me, she's like, Raquel, I never had body image issues until I was in my 20s, which came into like the early 2000s where that Mm. stuff started to happen. She's like, my influences in life were like Marilyn Monroe because they were in the magazines and things like that. So for me, curvaceous like girls was a thing. She's like, but then in the 2000s when the social media started coming in, she's like, I almost was anorexic. And I was like, oh, my God, what the hell? So I think it's interesting around like what are our influences? Like who influences us? Because I'm definitely um I like and I'll put this out there, everyone might shame me, but I love watching the Kardashians. Fucking love it. I don't care what anyone says. I don't idolize them, but I love watching it because it's mindless television and I have a really stressful job. So it's it's for me to be able to disconnect. Yeah, but fair enough. I think that has really affected me with culture. I follow them on Instagram. I look at them. I know that's unachievable. I'm smart enough, ugly enough, blah, 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 to know that that's unattainable and that's fake. But I still scroll through and I compare myself to that. Mm. But I know it's not real. So it's interesting. It's just super interesting. And I just think our young people these days have it really tough because they can't yet critically think and analyse that that's not real. So they truly believe it's real. So it's hard. And it makes me so sad because I I teach um, teenagers and just I have to really watch my own comments. Um, I'm really careful about how I speak about my own body because I pull them up all the time on things that they say about themselves. And then one day I might say something about myself and I'm like, mm. oh, my God, like I, I can't do that. I have to try to be a role model for these kids because all they see all day every day is really negative and you know not unattainable but I just think it's dangerous I think it's really dangerous um and going back to my own journey I was on a mission you know a year of eating broccoli and hummus for every meal (laughs) going to a PT who was amazing um I want to talk about it's fine to go to PTs. It's so fine to look after yourself, but I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. I was doing it because I wanted to be single and hot, yeah. what I thought was hot. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I pushed myself. I 
it, it was actually my mum who pulled me up and was like, Ash, you're really getting to a dangerous point. I was mm-hmm. really, really skinny and I was still not happy. And my mum was like, I think you need to stop and reflect on where you've come to uh, yeah. and where you were and think, you know, where you want to go. And that was really good for me because I actually stopped and looked at myself and was like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, but just in general, we need, to, we need to reflect on our own journeys. I, we say with the word reflect every episode. Do you know what I'm editing every episode? <laughs> We're always talking about we need to reflect. Everybody close your eyes. Not if you're driving. No, no, you're driving. Don't drive. (laughs) Reflect on your journey. And I just think, you know, it's it's really about experience and young people, and especially the young people I work with, I can tell them anything, but they haven't experienced what I've experienced. So they can only take it on a surface level. Um, It's not until they go through things in their own life where they can start to transfer that experience um, for sure so yeah I, I think it's just really important like what you said we need to put the right people around us and we need to be influenced by people that are going to help ourselves get through this like get through get through life yeah absolutely and all and I, I'm really glad you said that around because we talk about role models and we talk about you know social media is so influent is so in, influential at the moment, but a lot of social media people are influential. Influential. It's a hard speak, word, isn't it? Dar? Speak, Raquel. Speak, um, because of their looks. And I think as well, you're like you're so right in a sense of like we have to start thinking of role models about what do we value about that person and why they are role model? Mm. You know, because I have, you know, I've worked in a supportive field for a really long time and I have, you know, supported and been role models for lots of young people. My background is working with young people as well. And they haven't, they haven't felt supported by me because of my looks. They've Mm. felt supported by me because of my behavior and my vibe. And, the, and how I support them. Like I'll and be wearing that's a. How people, yeah. That's how people will remember us. They won't be like, oh, yeah, she was so skinny. Yeah. They're going to talk about who we were and what Absolutely. we did for them. And I think it's important. And, you know, I'm so glad this is happening for you. You would know, Ash, being a teacher, you know, we're changing the way we teach young people and kids in the, that value-based, based, that positive psychology stuff because we know that works. That's how we've gotten to this point, whether we know it or not, but in our psyche, we have used some positive psychology to get to where we are because we're using that value base, we're using strength base, we're using that reflection (laughs) to really, you know, inform our choices and our behaviour. So, you know, I think that we're getting there with young people and, you know, that's the start. Every every new generation is that kind of leaders and start, isn't it? That's what they say, Mm. isn't it? Mm. Well, I think that's launched us really well into what I wanted to talk about in terms of inspiration. So I want to talk about before I had Vinny, um, this was, you know, two years ago now almost, before I had Vinny, I was like, I was cruising through life. I was trying really hard to um, stay skinny and stay attractive for my partner. That's what I was really focused on, even though, you know, he didn't really care, but that's what I thought I needed to do to keep my boyfriend. I needed to stay fit, stay skinny, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to being pregnant, putting on 15 kilos and then having a child. Um, I have an emergency C-section. So any mums listening who have had a C-section, you know what a kangaroo pouch is. Um, And now I now own that. Um, And having, having that like I can't get rid of it. Like I, it's, I feel like it's always going to be with me and that's fine. Cause I've learned to accept it. I've learned to accept my stretch marks, all those things. Um, because my body has done incredible things. My body has like, I've lived in it for, you know, I don't even know how old I am. I was about to say 27 years, but I'm not quite sure if that's true. <laughs> I think, I think you're 28. No, I don't think I'm 28 yet. Anyway, I'll I'll I'm, look at my birthday. Oh no, you're again, not. You know. You're not. You turned 28 in February, and I turned 29. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So much. Oh, yuck. 29. Don't get sidetracked on that. I don't even want to talk about that. 
I'm so glad you know how old I am. Thank God. Okay. So what I was saying is um, after I had Vinny, um, I, I had, obviously I had social media, but I was kind of following the same people I've always followed. And I had this day where I felt like I need to surround myself with people who are going through similar things to me because I was looking at everyone's socials and seeing the highlights of people either without kids um, or people with kids that didn't really show a lot. And I felt like, where is where are the people like me who are struggling and voicing it? So that's when I started the Merino Mum, my Instagram page um, that's just all about mum life and body positivity. Anyway, I started this Instagram page just to find other people, just to find people that I could relate to. And oh my God, Raquel, I have found the most amazing village. I am in contact with people all over Australia, actually the world. I have, I've talked to a lot of people that don't live in Australia. Um, and I have found my people. I want to cry when I talk about it because I have found people that make me a better person. I have found people who will message me and check in on me and send me things and empower me. And we've never even met in person. And these people have got my back. So on this platform, I found two people um, that I really look up to and we're going to introduce them today on our podcast and we're going to have a chat to them and ask them some questions. But I just wanted to say that me finding those people have has changed my life. It has changed how I view myself and it has changed how I value um, who I am. And so I, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about finding the right people to follow on your social medias so that you are seeing the things that you need to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <sighs> a release. Do you feel good? Feel better? Yes, I do. Oh, good. Um, so do you want to, should we introduce them? Do we yeah, want to talk absolutely. about anything else? Yeah, absolutely. All Let's right. introduce them and listen to what they have to say. Our first special guest is Isabella Davis. Um, we found her on Instagram and I have followed her for a while now and I absolutely love what she's all about. So we'll let Isabella introduce herself. Hello, beautiful queens. My name is Bella and I am a content creator on a mission to make you embrace and celebrate your body exactly as it is. Oh, Bella. Mm, Bless you, Bella. This was a question we, um, on our Instagram, we opened up a question box and said, you know, what do you guys want to know? What do you want to ask people whose mission it is purely to, um, to change, to change our perspectives. And so one of the questions was, how do we unlearn hate for our own body? So let's listen what Bella has to say. So Bella, how do we learn to accept our bodies when they change? Tell us, tell us your secrets. It's obviously so hard to see our bodies changing before our very eyes. Sometimes we'll notice new stretch marks or cellulite or extra softness, which can be hard to navigate. But I think it's important to remember that our bodies are supposed to change. They are never going to stay the same as they did 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago. They are living, breathing, existing, and they are going to change, evolve, because we are changing. We are changing as humans every single day. So our bodies are always going to change. And just realizing that it's okay for our bodies to change is super important, um, on this journey of self-love, self-discovery and accepting our bodies exactly the way they are. Thanks, Bella. I love that. I love the evolving, Mm. the evolving. What did you get out of that, Rax? Look, I, this really hits home for me because I think over the last maybe year or so, I have really, maybe over the last two years or so, I've really not started to embrace the change, but come to that realisation that my body, even if I am the same weight, is not going to be the same shape to I was when I was 20, 21. Um, you know, I, I think I, I really agree with that. And then around coming to that realization, like I don't have children yet, but as a woman, your body starts to get you ready to have children. Even if you don't want children, if you're the kind of person that doesn't woman that doesn't want children, that's fine. But biologically your body is changing for that. So when I was 21, I didn't have hips. I look at these photos. I'm like, 
I was like straight up and down. And now I struggle to get like a size 12, 14 bloody pants onto my hips, you know, where I was squeezing into eights and tens before, you know, and I hate to like use sizing as an image, an image because I hate sizing. Sizing for me is all over the shop, but like, it's a good understanding around two years ago. I was the same weight as that when I was 21, but I still couldn't fit into those shorts, mm. you know, and I, and, you know, and it's, I'm, I got to get after this, after this episode, I'm going out, I'm cutting them up because I still have them. I still fucking have them like they're sitting in my drawer and it's like, maybe I'll give them to my daughter. My daughter's not going to want these fucking shorts from 40 years ago. Like, you know, like it's, it's a, I, I really, really connect with what she's saying because it's true. We change. We can't stay. We can't stay the same as we were before. We can't fit into those clothes. And, um, you know, I've started to, change the my style in a sense because of my body shape now you know I don't wear those things that I used to wear not because I don't think I can but that evolveness of my body like I like wearing hippie pants now because I think it sets my body shape well and I love Mm. wearing that and they're comfortable when I was 21 I never would have wore them I would have been like mum why am I wearing your pants like (laughs) (laughs) you know so I really yeah I, I I really understand what she's saying and I really hope people get a lot out of that because, you know. Yeah. And even normalising the idea of cellulite, stretch marks, softness, like this is just a part of how bodies grow. Um, I've even recently started getting those vein things in my legs. I don't oh, varigus veins? Yeah, something Varigus like that. veins, And yeah. I just remember when I first saw it going, ah! But then I thought about it, I was like, oh. If I can get my body's getting older, things are going to change. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm really working on that. But I love the idea of the self-love and the discovering new things about ourselves. So I really love that response. And I hope, um, yeah, I hope that I hope that you guys take something out of that. Um, our next special guest is one of my new Insta friends that I mentioned. Well, not new. We've been chatting for almost a year. We send each other voice messages and sing High School Musical to each other. (laughs) Um, She was very excited when she first found out we were doing a podcast because she's like, I'm coming on to talk about High School Musical. So we've got to do a whole whole episode for that. Oh, and I have some goss about the High School Musical that I'm still hung up on. So, yes, she can come co-host with us on that episode. You're in, Brittany. So, yes, our next special guest is Brittany Bish. Um, I love her and all she stands for, but I will play you um, her intro. Let's introduce Brittany. Hey, queens, I'm Brittany Bish, and, yes, I give you full permission to start singing It's Brittany Bish. (laughs) Best name ever, right? I'm the face behind Bish Collective, an empowering slogan tea and self-care brand to help you conquer the hard days, to help women like me regain their power and accept themselves from within instead of looking for external validation. And I just wanted to say a massive thank you to you queens for trusting me with your online community and inviting me to be a guest on your podcast, my first ever podcast, and I'm so happy it is with you dead set legends. (laughs) Oh, I love her. Bless you. I love her so much. I really love the, like, when she said regaining our power back because you know I'm all about that. Like, And conquer, the word conquer. Like, I feel like a warrior. (laughs) And I also think as well, and, you you know, I do get on my high horse sometimes around, you know, women taking their power back because it's so important and it's so important to acknowledge that our power has been taken away from us by mainstream media, by, you know, misogynistic views and also by, you know, socialised views that put us into a box and make and tell us that we're not powerful enough to take care of ourselves or because of the way we look, we can't do these certain things. So, like, I love that she said that. I'm all about that. And I think to all you women out there, you can take your power back and that's okay. Like do it, do it how you need yes. to do it. Yes. I feel like dancing from the rooftops <laughs> after listening to that. All right. So we asked Britt, um, how do we unlearn hate 
for our own body? This was a question that came up on our question box for this episode. Um, and I, I really want to hear the answer to this because I, I hated my body and myself for a long time. And I'm still unlearn- trying, trying to unlearn that. So let's hear what Britt says. We grew up in a society where the worst thing you could possibly ever be was fat. Worse than a shallow, vain, cruel, narcissistic asshole. Complete bullshit, hey? It's so much harder to unlearn a bad habit than learn a new good habit, but it is possible and it is just as important. Personally, my turning point to stop hating my body was to take my worth and my appearance and disconnect them and start accepting my body for all its abilities rather than its physical qualities. We might not always love the way our body looks, but we can be grateful for all its abilities. Self-acceptance, self-love is a journey, not a destination. You'll have days where you'll feel like the baddest bitch on your block and days where you feel the complete opposite. But the important thing to remember is your worth doesn't change on those hard days. You were right, Dal. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? I just, um, I just really liked how she compared it to like we grew up, where the worst mm. thing you could possibly be was fat. Yeah. And um, oh, I'm gonna get teary. Oh no, you rock. Um, you want a moment? And no, I'm good. Don't um, need a memento. No. Okay. I just think it's so powerful that she's said she has said to focus on your body's abilities to disconnect your worth. I love that. I really love that, and I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. And I, it, it's so weird in a sense, like when I'm like when she. It's not weird when she brought up around the worst thing you could possibly be when you were younger and when we're growing up was to be fat. And I really hear that because. I don't know, like, it's so hard to explain. Like, even for me, like my journey as a child, like I was a very overweight child because I have really bad asthma and I had to be on steroids. So I was very, like, there's pictures of me where you couldn't see my eyeballs. And that's as a child. But I don't remember being bullied. It's it's so rare. I don't remember being ridiculed for being- I do. Yeah, okay. So, and it's super interesting because when I say this, people are like, because when I show pictures of people of me when I was a kid, they're like, that's not you. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> I was very, like, I was very overweight to the point where it was really bad for my health. And I think that's why I always think about that in a sense now when I'm older is that I was severely overweight. And if I didn't, if mum didn't help me change my ways, I could have really been unwell. But I don't remember being bullied and I don't remember not having friends. Like I always had friends. But I hear, like, you know, my nephew at the moment, he gets bullied for being bigger and he says he has no friends and that he doesn't play with anyone and everyone thinks he's fat. And I just, that really upsets me. It's like still, you know, what Brittany says, when we're younger, the worst possible thing to be was fat. Yet I was fat and I don't, I wasn't triggered by that when I was a kid. And I don't know why, where my nephew at the moment, he's going through that to the point Mm. where he is struggling at school, like his mental health is bad and he's eight. So uh, like how do we It's also how we educate our kids too, like as a parent, as a role model in the community, um, we need to teach the kids how to speak to each other because that's, it's still a thing, unfortunately. I mean, we're adults and we're learning about it now. But what she said is still really relevant to kids today. Absolutely. And I really feel for them. And I wonder, and I don't know, and I'm just, you know, thinking out loud. And I wonder back from like my experience of being a child and very overweight, like I would love to post on our socials of me when I was a child. because, <laughs> And I was, I was cute. I was gorgeous. Like a little chub, like I was a chub bub. But was it confidence? Is confidence the key? Because mm. Ash, you know me, I've always been confident, even like at a point where I have been bigger. I'm like, oh, I am who I am. This is what I'm going to be. And I was like that as a kid. Like my mom really let me do that. She never stopped me from being the weird kid. She never stopped me from being like outrageous. She always let me go. And I wonder, is that the key? Because I guess 
if this is my reflection on your journey, because I've known you throughout this journey, you have become so much confidenter, confidenter, confident <laughs> over the last few years than I've ever seen you. And that's really informed your life now. It's made your life better. Like, would you say it's confidence? Because I'm just trying to pinpoint the differences around that, you know, because I really feel that. I feel like a big strong point for me is confidence. It's how it's gotten, that's how I've gotten through my career. That's how I've maintained friends. That's how I have been able to move towns at, you know, 18 and still connect. Like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just interesting. I would layer it with confidence and affirmation. So I've I've got this affirmation card here. It's actually from Bish Collective. Um, Repping the brand. Read, yeah, well, <laughs> I love her. I've even got a T-shirt on. Like, I love her so much. I will buy anything she sells because she's all about empowering women. But one of the, my favorite, no, I've got a lot of favorites, but one of my favorites out of the deck, the card says, And this is all about affirmation. So I think it's confidence and affirmation because I read these affirmations every day and they really empower me. Mm. So today's one, your best weight is whatever weight you reach when you are living the healthiest life that you actually enjoy. I love that. Mic drop. No, not really. We don't. Can you take a picture of that and screenshot it to me? I will. I will. (laughs) And these cards are just, I, I think, my confidence is is supported by my affirmations that mm-hmm. are around me in my Absolutely. house and in my everyday life. So I really firmly believe in affirmations. And I'm putting um, um, putting out there, Ash, as well. You know, coming from the you know the therapeutic social worker in me, that's that's positive psychology in its finest. Like that is true textbook positive psychology. You know, it's what I teach clients in a sense of your self worth is going to get you through that tough time. Nobody else can get you through that tough time but your affirmations and your values and your self-worth, and you've got to know that. And Mm. I think when I talk to a lot of people when they're really struggling and when they're um, at a low point in their life, I will 99.9% of the time is because of lack of self-worth. And isn't that amazing? Because there is a lot of people out there who are unwell. There's a lot of people out there who are sad and who don't feel like living their life. Like, let's be honest, suicide rates are high, Mm. you know, and from my experience, it's self-worth. So, yeah, affirmations at its key. If anyone's struggling out there, you know, there's always something. There's always something good to look at, the, the outlook in life and good about yourself. So moving on to the next question we asked, Britt, and sorry for the double up, but it is actually the same question we asked um, Bella because I feel like it would be really good to have two viewpoints on this question. How do we learn to accept our bodies when they change? So let's hear what Britt has to say to that one. I became pregnant with my first when I was only 15. My body was changing so fast and my mind wasn't a happy place to be. Everyone would say, oh, don't worry, you're young, you'll bounce back. Or don't forget to use this oil or cream, it will help avoid stretch marks, like they were something to be ashamed about. My body did not bounce back and was covered in stretch marks from my tits to my thighs, and there I was left feeling unworthy, unworthy of love, intimacy, and the right to ever feel beautiful. This consumed my first four years of motherhood and really impacted my relationship because I felt so unworthy of intimacy, I would avoid my partner's touch at all cost because I didn't want him to feel my softness, the cellulite on my thighs or see my body jiggle. Even masturbation was a rare occurrence because I was so ashamed of my body. It was when I really hit rock bottom and started my personal development journey of finding myself outside of being a mother and a partner that I realised I wasn't the girl I was at 15. So why the fuck did I expect my body to be the same? My body changed with me. It grew to give my babies a safe home. After all my body had endured physically and mentally, she was all that allowed me to live my life and it was time that I started. And I found that the most powerful turning point in learning to accept the changes in my body. Wow. Wow. Good for you, Joe. Good for you. 
I, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, and it, and like, I think those kind of times, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm not speaking on her behalf, but like just kind of taking my spin on what she says, like 15, let's start 15. Wow. Oh, good yes. for you. And, you know, I follow Miss um, Brittany on Instagram too, and her kids look beautiful and she's a great mom. Such a good mom. Yeah. But can we acknowledge 15, you're a child and your body is not fully developed yet. And yet to have that pressure on her at 15, like, could you imagine us at 15, Ashley, being pregnant and like trying to straighten our hair for a fucking team meeting, like at Red Brewster? Like, no, like, um, like I'm so proud of her. Like, I'm proud of her too. And I love that she talked about, and, and this was, a, this was a great, um, I'm actually really glad that we asked the same question to Bella and Brit because, um, Brit's obviously gone to the, to the mum side of it. Uh, which I know a lot of our listeners will really appreciate um, and a lot of our listeners will really appreciate Bella's standpoint. So I'm really glad that we've, we've played mm. both. But I will say the idea of bouncing back, that's a real pressure on women yeah. after they have children. I'm really, gra- I'm, I'm really glad that Brit raised that and, you know, oils and creams and ashamed and unworthy and all of these key words that I'm picking up on from these answers are so relevant. They're so, mm. and they're so powerful to name and shame. Like, let's talk about it. I'm so glad we are today. I'm loving this episode. <laughs> okay. The last question we asked Brit was how can we politely at this again, can I say all these three questions are from our followers. So they have asked these questions in our question box. I love our followers. This is love so them. helpful. Because I just didn't, I didn't want to come up with them on my own. I really wanted to make sure that we were asking things that mm. people care about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is the last one. And this is probably my favorite. How can we politely tell people to fuck off when they comment on our weight gain? <laughs> I love that. Let's go, Brit. This shit really pisses me off. Like where do people even get the audacity to think they have the right to comment on someone else's body? It's none of their business. And please remember... You don't owe anyone fitness. If someone ever comments on my weight, I usually tell them it's amazing what happens when you let go of other people's opinions and just start living your life, hey. Or I just simply unpolitely tell them to fuck off. Their fat phobic opinions aren't worth our fucks. It's time to start giving out your fucks carefully to only people and the things that you actually give a fuck about, Queen. oh god that was a great response what'd you get out of that oh yeah absolutely I just like it's it's so I don't know what your thoughts on this are like I haven't experienced anybody outrightly looking at me like telling me I've put on weight it's more of the undertone kind of comments around that people make like I think I'm sorry if I, somebody said to me, oh, wow, you've put on a few kilos. I'm, I wouldn't be friends with them. Like I don't surround my peop- myself with people like that. I just don't. And so I've never really had that happen to me before. Like I'm sure maybe people might've talked behind my back, but you know, like, so, but the undertones around what people say, absolutely. But I would be the exact same. If somebody said, oh, like oh, that dress is a bit tight, wouldn't you? I'd be like, get fucked. Like, yeah, and and obviously um, it's Christmas Eve today, but when people listen to this, um, I know it won't be as relevant, but I want to read um, Bella actually posted something last night and I want to read it to you because it's a photo of her and her gorgeous, gorgeous, um, gorgeous photos she posts. Um, but it's she's pointing to the words, all I want for Christmas is for people to stop commenting on my body. And because you've never really experienced this, Rax, mm. um, I have, and she's put some really good quotes here. So she said, I'm dreading the comments I'll receive about my weight gain this Christmas. I'm worried that once again, I'll be pulled aside and told you should watch what you eat. You're starting to get chubby. I've had someone say that to me. What? I'm concerned. I'm concerned that no one will respect my boundaries regarding diet chat. She then goes on to talk about things that you can say and things that you can do. Um, but hundred percent I've had, I've had comments like this. And um, when you get put on the spot like that, 
Or even if someone says, oh, really? You're going back for seconds? Do you think that's a good idea? Like, what that kind of stuff fuck? happens. Yeah, Rax, come on, girl. you gotta, what? you got to experience this. I, like, but can you <laughs> tell you me, can you tell me, is that from family? Is that from friends? Is that from people who, like, your acquaintances? Like, who yeah, is that coming from? Yeah, yeah, like, all of the above. So, um. Fuck? So this is a big thing, and I think um, Bella's posted this, obviously, getting ready for Christmas mm. um, because a lot of people have reached out to her in her story. She's um, She did question boxes herself and said, like, what are you worried about for Christmas? And everyone was kind of saying this. Um, and she, the, the other photos she's posted say, you shouldn't feel guilty about indulging over the holidays. You don't need to punish yourself with excessive exercise after the holidays because we all know people talk about this at Christmas lunch, like, oh, I've eaten too much. I'm going to have to diet for three weeks now. And like, she's just talking about the general diet chat over Mm -hmm. the holiday season and how sometimes that can be triggering to people and to be careful about it. So I think this goes well with the question we asked Britt, because on a whole, holidays or not, we have to be careful about A, what we say to people, Mm. but B, how we represent ourselves when we react to these comments from others and how we value and kind of enforce this self-love to ourselves when someone else might not be giving it to us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just am still like, I'm sorry, like this might be sounding super naive, but it's like, I think goes back to what Brittany says, like, you don't have a right to comment on someone's body to them. Unless, like if they invite you into the conversation, because like I make it pretty clear when I want to talk about shit because I invite yeah. people. In. So like, you know, and I've said to you before, like I've sent you Snapchats about me fucking weighing my cheese when I'm in my thousand calories a day. But, oh know. my Lord. Look, and then like I'm inviting you in to talk about that. So sure, comment on my, like comment on what I'm talking about. But the fucking audacity for someone to be like, oh, you're really going for seconds. Yes, bitch. I'm going for seconds because it's and third, and fourth, and fifth, and Jesus and Jesus died for me. Like fuck off. Like, like is that Easter? I think that's Easter. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesus' birthday. <laughs> oh, oh fuck! I'm sorry. I just had to. Like, I'm just like baffled. And you know what? If anybody ever said that to someone in front of me. I would tell that person to fuck or fool them. Like, go away. No, but not everyone has that. Oh. Has that, and and the people that were commenting these questions on our page have obviously experienced. Oh, for sure. And really, and really want help with dealing with it. So I hope that we've answered that question. Mm. I hope that Brittany and Bella and our own um, opinions on that. Um, I personally, when people say that to me, I personally just say, yeah, it can't be fact. Like I say, don't really give a fuck, but thanks for your, uh, thanks for your worries. Like I, I really call it out and then just dismiss it. Anyway, I just think wherever you are and whatever you're doing, if someone comments on your weight, really take a moment to think how you want to reply. And then, you know, after it, really watch how and this comes right back to the beginning oh, this is full circle this episode mm. this comes back to the very beginning when we were talking about our your own chat with other people about yeah. yourself mm. um really just watch what you say about yourself because you don't know how you're impacting someone else when you when you talk about that Absolutely. um and just and if I was to I always end episodes like this. I always say, and if I was to conclude, or if I was to <laughs> I do. I'm so sorry. It's just who I am as a teacher. I'm like end of the lesson plan. Um, if I was to end this with a really particular point, it would be that your body is fucking amazing. Mm. It's your house. It's your home. It it moves you around every day. Um, and I would just say, fill your life with people that make you feel good about yourself, whether that be on social media or in your actual real life. Yeah. Um, but just like find things that make you happy, find things that make you value yourself and always think you are the one person that you need to look after in terms of yeah. your mental health. So do things that are good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I really second that. And also make sure you take care of it too. Like, cause I know oh, we yeah. talked, to, we talked to that in the beginning of the episode around we're not sitting here saying that you should go eat a cheeseburger every fucking day and only eat cheeseburgers and you be happy with you. No, we're saying <clears throat> 
be comfortable with who you are, but know that you have to be healthy and happy to be able to live and to be there for your kids. And to that's something that I really want to work on how I can get that speak out there because I, I'm all about that. Like, don't get me wrong. I love some hot chips and gravy and I would eat them every day and I can eat them every day. I'm an adult. I can do what I want, but it's not good for me and it's not going to be good for my mental health either. You know, the science out there is saying that our stomach is like a second brain. So we've got to feed it. We've got to feed it correctly. So, you know, um, I just hope that. Um, Yeah. And I agree, but I, you know, I also want to layer it with you don't have to earn the foods that you crave. Bella yeah. always posts videos on her stories of her eating and because mm-hmm. she comes from a background, although I don't want to touch on it too much because that's her place to say, but she talks a lot on her Instagram about how she had an eating disorder mm-hmm. and this is like her, her journey out of that. Um, anyway, so she posts about her eating and always says, like, if she's got a slice of pizza or a bar of chocolate, she always says, you don't have to earn this Yeah, food. for sure. Like this, mm. If your body is craving this food, you eat it. Mm. Um, and I love that so much. You don't have to earn, you know, a treat. I'm not about that life. Like, I, I'm not super unhealthy with my eating, but I'm also not really healthy. Like, I'll kind of, if I want to eat chips every day, I will. Like, I'm, mm. I, I just feel like, I'm going to do what my body wants me to do and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Um, So I just think like, it's so personal. It's so, it's, you really have to find what works for you and not go off anyone else's recipe. Like you have to find what makes you happy, what makes you feel healthy um, and use that as your launching platform to have a wonderful life. Yeah, for sure. And I think as well, you know, I always like, I learned this, you know, really early in my career when I was working with younger kids around taking care of yourself and especially with you, Ash, I'm losing my voice. (coughs) With you being a (laughs) mom, we tend to, you know, cater like, you know, and Vinny, he gets all the nutrients, all the things he needs because we make it for him. You take care of him. And it's like, sometimes we forget about ourselves, and it's like that unconsciousness, that easy kind of stuff we do because we're busy but we have to give that same attention to us because we need all the nutrients. We need to survive. We're just as important as kids. You know, I think sometimes we forget that. And it's like, Mm. if it's, if it's good enough, if it's not good enough for kids and it's not good enough for us, that's kind of what I think. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope everyone has enjoyed this episode and taken something away from it. Um, I think for the rest of my day, I do have a crazy day on today. I'm just really going to reflect on how I'm feeling and how I'm treating myself in front of others, especially tomorrow on Christmas day. I don't want to make any negative comments. I don't want to comment on people's appearances. And I'm just going to continue that process of being mindful um, about that in my life. And I am going to drink so much champagne tomorrow and I'm (laughs) going to eat so much ham and I am going to eat half the potato bake. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Just letting you know. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Well, this oh. was a great. I'm really glad with this episode. Are you really? Are you happy with? Um, are you happy with what we've spoken about? Do you have anything you want to add? No, I don't think so. I think it just more so. It's like it, like what you said before. It's our personal growth. It's our mm. personal choice to do what we want to do, and I think that it's important from either side, whether we're body positivity because we're curvaceous and we're. Um, we're feeling that way or even the other side about being fit and healthy. I, cause I, I said that before, you know, I've got some friends who feel really shamed when they mm. are like, Oh, yep. I'm going to eat my, um, my chicken and salad because they want to, because they're being healthy. They get shamed yeah. from the other side. So I think that's super important to remember as well. Just be courteous of people's choices. Like, yeah, just like be like you. a fucking human being and be like, just let people eat what they want to yeah. eat. Like, oh, thank you. And thank you for thank you for coming back to that, actually, because um, I also I think it's so important if someone's eating something healthy in front of you and you're eating something not so healthy, you don't have to like there doesn't need to no. be a conversation about Fuck it. No. Why does there need to be a conversation? Just yeah. eat your fucking food and shut yeah. up. That's right. <laughs> That's great. Done. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. actually, before we go, Raquel, I have something yes. to say to you. Oh, what? Wow.
I, it was when I was editing episode one, I asked you what you thought my spirit oh, animal yes. would be. And you were like, we'll come back to that later. Well, yes. Dals, it's been like, you know, a few months now. Yeah. Can you please tell me All what's right. my spirit animal? Um, oh, fuck, I hate being put on the spot. I need to You're not put on the spot. You've I, had like seven well, weeks to about this. You didn't tell me before. You didn't tell me because before. it was meant to be about on the spot. Do you know what I was thinking? Because I was thinking, I knew you were going to bring this up anyway. So, but do you know your spirit animal is not so much because of the animal. Um, anyway, I'm going to say, so I think it's a meerkat because... Oh, cool. Of Timon of the Lion King. <laughs> you are Timon. And I'm pretty sure that I'm Pumbaa as well because oh I just God. I just charge. Like, and you are Timon because you're a little bit crazy. You've got a bit of thinking. You run the show, but then I don't know. Like, so you are Timon. <laughs> I am never going to be able to watch the Lion King again without imagining me as Timon and you as my Pumbaa. <laughs> I think that it's relatable. <laughs> there you have it, guys. Oh, fucking Akuna Matata. Akuna oh, Matata. I right. love ya. Love ya. Love ya. Love ya and leave ya. Yep. Let's go. Okay. Bye. Bye. Coming up on Dead Set Dag. But my highlight of the whole day was hearing Gary's vows. Like, I was very. Oh, they were so good. They were uh, so good. That boy really pulled through. For a boy that doesn't say much, he had a lot to say. Oh, no. <laughs>